Pod. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava, and today is March... I want to say that it's March 12th. It's March 12th. It's Friday, March 12th, and we are wrapping up another week. It's been quite a, a week for releases, I would say. I mean, we've had some major restocks come out. Really not as good of a shoe week as I would have liked, but it, it is pretty good with some of the hyped sneakers that have been coming out. Just not anything that's really, really as good as last week, where I think we had some some dunks come out. Maybe that was this week, actually. Earlier this week, we had the dunks come out, and then we had, what else did we have? We had some uh, dunks come out today, and we had some Air Maxes come out today, so a pretty decent array of shoes this week. I ended up making some decent profit on the Air Maxes from today. Kind of a bummer there, but I can get into that a little bit after this, and, um, and we can talk about what happened with those, but yeah, it's been a good week. We've had a decent amount of releases, like I said, and definitely some room for profit. Uh, I mean, good profit. I, I, I ended up making some really good money this week. I ended up getting a lot of shoes sold, which was pretty encouraging to me. I've never really had as many shoes as I do right now, kind of sitting there. And the the thing is, like, I, I kind of got all these shoes in, and I was going, okay, well, these things better sell, because if they don't sell, what the heck am I going to do with them? And so I listed them all up last weekend and sure enough, they started selling and I've sold a decent amount of them. I've sold shoes that I haven't gotten in yet. I have sold shoes that I have had in for a while. Um, I've been getting new shoes in. So shoes have definitely been a pretty good seller for me. And, and you see this, you see a lot of people that are only shoe sellers and they make good money. And it's obviously not always just the best way to make a, a profit, but it is a pretty decent it is a pretty decent uh, product to sell because there's a lot of demand for it everybody needs shoes that's kind of a status symbol a lot of times for people and they do tend to bring in pretty good margins so I'm excited about getting those sold I ended up getting a lot sold this week so it's been good but we can talk about some of the releases from this week and maybe recap them a little bit so earlier this week we had the the black and white dunks and then the Syracuse dunks come out I ended up not getting either of those pairs in men's sizing. I did get one grade school size of the black and white dunks. You can call them the panda dunks if you want. I've seen both thrown around, but they I only got one pair of those. So those actually ended up selling today too. Really, really good profit on those because they're a clean colorway. A lot of people like that sort of a clean colorway. Very, very simple black and white. I mean, it's been done in pretty much every Nike shoe that's ever been made. And it's just simple. You can wear it with almost anything. So really, really good profit on those. And those ended up selling this morning. And then we had, today was really the the, the other release that I focused on um, other than yesterday where we had the Overbreak, the Nike Overbreak Undercover collab. I ended up selling four pairs of those. So got all of those sold. The last pair sold this morning. Not crazy profit on them. I think I sold them each for 200 bucks, maybe one for 195. So I took an offer on it when I, I, I first listed I just figured, hey, I'll take this off and get it over with. And I think it actually ended up triggering the rest of my sales because I sold them shortly after that. But I, um, I, I did see that there was a, a decent amount of, of people that copped those. So it was pretty good. The stock on them was actually much more limited than I anticipated for how many I got. But it was what it was. I ended up doing pretty well with it, so I'm happy about that. But today we had the Air Force... St. Patrick's Days come out, as well as the Carpet Company collab with Nike 
where they did those those dunks. I think they were like the royal. Um, they were something like some sort of royal colorway. They were good though. I like the colorway. Really, really clean look. Really, really good looking shoe. And they were kind of cool because they you could like they were like those tearaway shoes that they've been doing with Nike where they got really big on TikTok. There was a pair of Air Forces that some girl. I think it was some girl ended up peeling away on TikTok and they were like really cool and they revealed this awesome colorway underneath the shoe and they got really big and since then I've seen a decent amount of shoes like that with I mean Paranoise is kind of the biggest one they've they've been out for a while now and they did the Paranoise Air Force One back in 2019 or 2020 it's been a while I think it was 2019 they did the first one and that was like the first one that they did and then they did a second colorway in 2020 where it kind of like you could wear it away and it would get it would change color underneath and then since then they've done a few more colorways like this and this carpet company collab that nike did is basically the same thing i mean beautiful colorway on the outside really strange colorway underneath i think that it's a little bit odd of a, of a colorway underneath it looks really really beaten and worn and it is kind of cool though it does have give the shoe a completely different look than they look on the outside which i think is what they were going for so really unique looking shoe if you get a chance google that shoe and see what it looks like after it's been torn up because they did do a really interesting job with comparing it to how it looks when it's brand new versus how it looks whenever they've done the actual like roughing it up and and roughing up the shoe a little bit so really really cool there i didn't actually know that until today i, I somebody had mentioned it to me but i think it slipped my mind and so looking at it today i was like wow those actually look kind of really really cool based on what they went from to what they look like now after you rub a lot of the fabric away and kind of tear them up a little bit. So interesting collab there. I ended up taking, I ended up getting two pairs of shoes from Nike, from the sneakers app, getting the Air Force, or not the Air Force, the the um, Air Max St. Patrick's Days that came out today. I got two pairs of those. Then I got a size 10 and a half and a size 12 and listed them both up and was getting an insane insane amount of views on the size 10 and a half well i realized shortly afterwards that i'd accidentally listed it as a size 10 and 10 is a pretty popular size i mean it's one of the most popular sizes 10 and a half is popular too i just don't typically see half sizes sell as well for me as a full size does i think a lot of people either don't want to go with a half size or it's just much more difficult to come across a half size so most people don't end up defaulting into saying okay i'm a 10 and a half or a nine and a half and so they end up selling a little bit worse for me, but that may not be the same for you. But that's kind of how I see them. I don't really do as well with them or sell them as quickly as I would the full size. And that's mainly just for Nike. I've, I've been a lot better off with Adidas selling half sizes and stuff because I think Adidas runs a little big. So it really honestly doesn't matter if you're getting a full size or a half size. I mean, it's probably in a fake either way. So either, either way, I go back to, to the Nike release today. I listed them as a size 10 and they were getting... I mean, like uh, two minutes went by and they had a hundred views and I was like, oh my gosh, these things are going to sell. And I went back and looked at my emails. I was going to post on Instagram the, the confirmation, not the actual confirmation number, never do that. But I was posting like the, hey, like you got them thing on there. And I realized that I'd gotten a size 10 and a half and I was like, oh, I listed these as a size 10. So I went back and quickly changed it to 10 and a half. And I mean, probably 10 minutes after that, somebody bought it. I don't know if that person thought that they were size 10. Maybe they watched it and then they thought it was a size 10. They came back and bought it. Or what but they canceled probably about a half hour after and that completely screwed me because if you don't know whenever a shoe releases that first 10 like the first few minutes to like 30 minutes after the release is the most profitable time to flip a shoe in the short term at least from my perspective 
and that's not like I'm not giving you resell advice. I'm just kind of going based off of what I have seen. This is how I've been able to sell. And so for me, the the most profitable time in the short term is to flip immediately. And obviously, you don't have the shoes in hand, so you have to do it as a pre-order and all that kind of stuff. But and there is risk with that because if the shoes come in in a box and the box has been completely jacked up, like FedEx, like looks like they kicked the box and stuff, you can get it down on your account. And and there is a lot of risk with that. But with a lot of risk, there is also the possibility to get a decent amount of reward as well. And I really haven't ever had an issue with that. I did have one issue one time where a pair of shoes was dirty and that could have been cleaned and I would have been fine. So not really any major issues there. And I've, I've been fairly, I mean, fortunate getting all those in and selling them as pre-orders. So I sold the this pair of pre-orders, the size 12s, I ended up selling for I think 200 and then the size 10 and a halfs, I ended up selling for like 189 and the person came back and said, hey, I wanna cancel these, which I didn't even know that they were able to do. I mean, it makes sense that they were able to do it, but the, the new sneaker authentication program is extremely weird. They are not allowed to contact you after they make a purchase. You're not allowed to contact the buyer after they make a purchase. Like everything kind of just shuts off and it's like, okay, you have to send this into eBay and if they authenticate it, then it goes to the buyer and like, that's it. You don't have any more contact with them, which is weird. And they sent me a cancellation request. I do have free returns. That's the only reason I can think that it went through because if you don't accept returns on shoes, it's basically StockX, but eBay. So you have no fees, but you, the shoes authenticated. And once it goes through, they can't return it for anything. They can't say it was the wrong size. They can't say it was damaged. They can't say it's inauthentic because it's been checked for all those things. So they essentially can't return it. So there's no way they can return the shoe. And even if the shoe, let's say it gets through the authentication program and it gets to them, the box ripped apart, the shoe looks like it's been torn apart. I don't know, FedEx or UPS or whoever ships it from the authentication center really did a poor job with it. Well, that's not your problem. It's the authentication center's problem. They handle it from there. They make it right with the buyer. As soon as it gets through authentication, you're fine. So if you don't accept returns, it's basically like StockX. You don't have to, you'll, you'll never get a return as long as it passes authentication. So that was, that was something that I, I'm kind of thinking maybe it would have been nice to have had for this. But either way, they, they made the purchase and requested a cancellation. I always honor those because the last thing I want is somebody sending something back in a return saying, either, hey, I because I, I offer free returns saying, okay, hey, I, I don't want this anymore, just let's do a free return. Or even if I didn't offer returns, I said no returns, they could always say, hey, this is, this is something I don't want anymore. Or, well, they can't do that with shoes. They could leave me a negative feedback. And that's something I don't want as well. So it's kind of a an iffy situation there where I'm like, okay, I don't want to just send somebody something they don't want anymore. Obviously what probably happened is they found out they overpaid for the shoes because I looked on eBay whenever they canceled, they were going for like 189 best offer, which is probably people taking like a 170, 165 offer on those shoes. I can imagine because people were kind of freaking out now that they have these shoes in hand and they haven't sold after an hour. They're like, okay, well, I gotta take whatever I can get for these. Not really realizing they could just send them back to Nike for free and not have any issue with it. But that's kind of what I saw going on. So I listened them back up and it's amazing. Like right after release, 100 views in about I, roughly like five minutes, they had 100 views really, really fast. After about 15 minutes of them being relisted, they had 29 views. So it just goes to show how fast hype changes with these sneakers that come out. You get the people that really want them, and then once those people buy them, 
it really dies down in demand for certain sneakers that aren't really that hyped, that aren't a beautiful colorway, that don't have some sort of significance behind them. Uh, Jordan 1 powder blues, like those are beautiful. Those are going to hold their value a lot easier than a, a Air Max 90 Leprechaun Day. Like, like it's just not going to happen. So that's kind of why, that's, that's why you have to, at least in my opinion, that's why I have to sell some of these sneakers as quickly as I can just because the the value is such a steep drop off that if you're not selling it immediately it's almost like you're not going to really make that much profit to even justify buying it I mean you may make five or ten bucks that's great if you get five pairs of sneakers you make 50 bucks really quick on a dud but at the end of the day if it's supposed to be a better release you can make 40 bucks I'd rather make 40 bucks than 15 and so that's why I end up trying to sell them as quickly as I can I'm, I've gotten really good at that to a point where I mean like I think yeah, I had both pairs of shoes sold in like seven minutes of listing them so like I'm, I'm pretty quick with it I can get shoes sold really quickly I know what price points I'm trying to hit with them so it is a it is just kind of a, a a game at this point trying to get things sold like that so that's just kind of what happened today outside of that I'm dry like I'm on my way right now to pick up a bunch of stuff well I'm actually on my way home I left work immediately I had a bunch of in-store pickup orders all over freaking western PA so I've been everywhere. I mean, I've been driving for like three hours. I've been just stopping at targets, picking stuff up. So it's been a, a, a interesting day to say the least. I've gotten lost several times, even with the GPS, because I'm not that well-versed driving through Pittsburgh. There's just like so many different turns in Pittsburgh that I'm not like a city driver. I like drive on backcountry roads most of the time. So whenever I'm in there, it's like, okay, quickly turn left. I'm like, oh gosh, like definitely just missed three exits. That's kind of what I've been doing for the entire the most of my Friday evening, but it's been good. I managed to pick up a ton of profitable items, which I'm happy about. Those will probably sell honestly really quick after I list them, depending on what price I try and hit with them. I've been able to list a little bit higher on some of these items that have been coming out and restocking, which has been good because I, I, I put in some time into the listings I made originally. And that's like a small tip right there. If you are, if you know that an item is going to be profitable for more than just like a quick a quick flip maybe you're going to be doing it you you see that you can possibly sell this item for a month or two months or three months where it'll be restocking in stores restocking online you can get multiples of these it may dip in price but you'll still be able to get it the the two things i would suggest would be make sure you're getting as many as you can if you know you'll be able to sell it and that way you don't have to run out because once your ebay listing runs out you have to start the process over of building up that in my opinion like ebay credit where they credit your listing as being like a good listing, one that people like to buy. The more a listing gets bought, the higher it pops up in the search results until it's the top listing, right? Because obviously people are buying it a lot, they must really like it, and that's making eBay money. So eBay puts those listings in the top. So the more your item, your listing stays up, the longer it's up, the more quantity you can move in one single listing, meaning that it never runs out of quantity, you don't have to relist it or anything. That is a, a massive advantage to you. So that's number one. Number two though, is doing your due diligence, I guess, before you even make that listing, as trying to find a really, really profitable listing, like kind of scheme. Uh, maybe scheme is not the right word, but template. I guess template would be a better way of saying it. Where you go, you search through eBay, you find the the proper way to take your photos, you find the proper title that people use. Like I look for a listing that's doing insanely well. Somebody that sold 10, 15 of an item, or somebody that is getting an insane amount of views per hour. I take that listing and that's the one that I use as my main listing. 
and I will take that in. I'll take my photos. I'll, I'll try and mimic some of the better photos I've seen on eBay. And then the the best tip that I can that I can offer that is super like low key under the radar type of thing that I got from Pure Awesome Podcast. Really really smart tip they kind of put out there. If you take like a uh, some sort of photo editing software, I mean I take like Paint on on the the computer on like Microsoft Paint and or maybe like Paint 3D, but they all come on like your Microsoft computer. I, I take that and I put a a very small white border around the edge of the first photo. I think eBay kind of scans the edges of the photo to make sure that it is a white background because I mean, think about it, they can't scan the whole photo because obviously your fo- your, your item's gonna be in there. So they'd have to scan the edges of the photo to see if it's a white background. And I do believe that that actually works in putting a small white border around your photo to kind of trigger the algorithm into thinking you have a white background. Because every time I do that, I end up getting more views. So there's something with it. I don't know how big you need to make the background. I mean. It doesn't really matter. No, no buyer is going to really get that freaked out because you have a small white border on your photo. I mean, it is what it is. They probably won't even notice it anyway. So, it it would be a major benefit to you to do those three things too. One, find a really good listing, one that sells well, because listings do matter. the The title combined with the item specifics, in my opinion, is a major, major kind of advantage if you can get the right ones. Because for some reason. I've seen things with the same title sell differently, and it has to be the item specifics, it has to be the title, it has to be the organization of the title, it has to be something maybe in the description. Like, I don't know what it is. I know that this title on on, on this listing has the exact same words as the one, maybe 10 below, and the item specifics look pretty similar. They're not the exact same. So something about the title in the first one that pops up way near the top of the list is obviously better than the one near the bottom of the list. Something is better about that listing. So I try and take those listings. I try and find those ones that are selling really well. I find the ones that are getting a ton of views per hour and click on it on the eBay desktop app, like go on eBay on your computer, click on it and it'll show you how many views per hour it is getting, which is nice. It'll pop up like right under the title. After you wait a few seconds, it'll be like, I don't know, like 200 viewed an hour. That's awesome find that listing, hit sell now and it, or sell similar and it'll bring up like a, a complete carbon copy of that listing minus the pictures and the description. That's what you want to do. Then take that, find some really good photos on eBay. I would take photos that look like those photos. If they're using a wooden background, use a wooden background. If they are using some sort of outdoor setting, maybe use an outdoor setting. Whatever is selling really well, whatever pops out from you or from the page at you, that's what I would try and do. And then take a small white border, put it around the first photo on there. This is for items though that you're going to be selling for a while. I've been selling this item for months now and it's been insanely profitable. Obviously it's not in store very much, so it's hard to get, but when I get them, I sell out of them really quickly and I've been using the same listing for months. So it, it, it definitely has been a major benefit. And I mean like just for reference sake for this listing, I probably put in like two hours of research into what sort of listing I needed to make because it was important. I had a bunch of them uh, around Q4 of last year, and there were so many. There was so much stock on eBay. I was wondering, okay, there's so many of these things on eBay, but some people are able to sell for like an insanely high price, and some people are able to sell for a, a much lower price. We're talking like hundreds of dollars lower. And I'm going, okay, well, what the heck? Like, what, why? Why is this person selling at at maybe you know three or four hundred bucks lower than the, the the person that sold just now? And it was like pretty consistent like you'd see like several 
that were in the like seven, eight, nine hundred dollars, and then like boom, one at thirteen hundred. And it happens several times a day. And I'm going, okay, well, this isn't just like some guy getting lucky and saying, oh, I hit a $1,300 sale. They have the same exact item. This other guy just did something better. And so I tried to kind of narrow it down to what they did. And from there, I kind of built this listing that, in my opinion, has served me very well because it's sold very quickly. It has something about it that's done insanely well. So that's what I've been trying to do is trying to figure out what sorts of things do you need to put together to get that listing, the perfect eBay listing, so that when you're selling something, you can sell it quickly, efficiently, and get near the top of the search results every time. And so those, those are kind of three things that I would do if you're if you're struggling to get some items sold. Maybe if you have a quantity of items, or maybe you've been seeing, hey, this item's been restocking on on maybe Walmart or on Target or on or on some sort of Shopify site or something. I can get a bunch of them, but I just don't know why, you know, all these other people are selling them and I can't seem to sell it. Maybe go do some research, do your due diligence on finding a listing that has been selling well, figure out what's going on, even copy that listing by hitting the sell similar, and then take some pictures that look really good and put a small white border around the photo. I I guarantee you, if for nothing else, it will help your listing a little bit, if not major, like be a major help and a major boost to your listing overall. So that's what I've been doing. It's been working really well. Definitely would encourage you to do it. Hopefully that can help you sell something and hopefully you can sell a lot more with those few tips. But that being said, I'm going to go I'm like 10 minutes from home. I'm ready to be home. I've been driving for three hours, actually probably like four hours at this point. It's been a long, long evening and I just need to get home, get some dinner and kind of chill for a moment before I get the last few things wrapped up for the night and get to bed. But with that being said, I am going to go see you guys have a great rest of your Friday. I'll see you tomorrow with another podcast. And by the way, we have some Yeezys coming out tomorrow. So definitely, definitely go for those. Going to be some some good profit to be had there. But with that being said, I'm going to go. So you guys have a great day and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.